0: Welcome into another edition of the 24K podcast. Katie Wingy alongside Chris Dempsey, and we are hanging out at View House in Centennial with the Nuggets Caravan. It is like 100 degrees here uh, today, uh, but the garage door is open. It's beautiful outside. Lots I love of this fans place. Here. Yeah. You do love the View House. I love, I love you this love place. The View it's House.
1: just such a cool place, and it's many levels of what's happening here, but we're taking basically like a big chunk of the first level and the outdoor patio. It's a great venue for the latest episode of 24K. Yeah,
0: absolutely. No player guest this time, but that's okay because Dempsey and I, well, I just got back from (laughs) Summer League. You also just got back from Summer League. But I was there for nine glorious days in Las Vegas. Let's just start by, uh, let's get your view on overall Summer League. What were your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I thought it was an interesting summer league, you know. Um, obviously you remove Michael Porter Jr. from the equation, but I, I thought with Jared Vanderbilt, uh, he was the player that just got better over the course uh, of the summer league. And, you know, we, we saw a lot of his rebounding and he was great again, just in that.
0: Led the entire summer league yeah. in rebounds. I yeah. think it was around 12.
1: Yeah, it was. And Board man. Yeah, I just a very athletic very energetic player. And he, put, he was able to put that on the court, but I think for him, What he wanted to do a little bit more was, he wanted to score a little bit more, he wanted to play make a little bit more, he wanted to show a little more breadth to his game. And I think as the Summer League went on, he generally did that. That's so too. And so I thought it was a good Summer League for him overall. Now he's got a lot of tools to go back in these next few weeks to work on, and then as the team gets into training camp. Uh, For Coach Anchar, I think it was just another opportunity for the Nuggets just to see him in the Nuggets uniform. (laughs) Uh, They like him clearly. Uh, he did things that I think we all know he can do he can knock down a three-point shot He can get himself to the rim. Uh, I think he's done a good job at being uh, quicker laterally Defensively, so um, he was just fine during the training camp uh, during the summer league. I should say um, And then uh, Brandon Goodwin was also really good as well
0: a couple names just we'll get into that a little yeah, bit yeah. deeper too, but um, We sat down with Chanchar in Vegas. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that 24k pod you should because What a good guy. Just high quality person, good character. We learned a little bit more about his story coming from Slovenia. Super interesting backstory for him as to how he got into basketball with his brother. So shameless plug there to listen to that 24K podcast as well. Let's dig a little bit deeper with him. One of the things I love about watching him play is he's like a little things guy. Yeah. He, he sets great screens. He does, he truly does whatever the team needs for him to do to be successful. He's not just a guy that, that says that, he doesn't just talk that, he literally walks that walk.
1: Yeah, and we posed the question to him in some in some form or fashion, what do you think you need to show the Nuggets? And he just said, whatever they want.
0: I mean, yeah, exactly, uh, they like, want whatever to... they need me to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I mean, he really just does want to fit in. He just does want to play. And you can see that out there on the basketball court. It's not a player that when the ball comes to him, now he's dribbling a thousand times and he's just putting up a shot every time. You don't have to tell him how to play the game he sees what's needed out there on the court, and he plays accordingly, and I think they're going to like that Well, once once he gets into, well, if, if he gets on, yeah. <laughs> into the team which on the roster.
0: It's probably pretty likely yeah, with the way that he's been playing with the Nuggets and the way that he performed at Summer League as well. One of the things that he mentioned, just talking about what he learned from Summer League the second time around mm-hmm. too, when the experience was finally done, was the speed of the game and getting used to the style of NBA versus the style of European basketball so interesting to hear him say, look, there's way more tempo in the NBA, it's much more physical. It's not just about knowing where to be and being in the right spots. It's about just being athletic and playing a lot of the time for, for these NBA players. Yeah,
1: it really is. And and he's he lived that. So last summer when he came over for the first time, it was all the questions were about athleticism and how are you going to keep up and are, are you athletic enough? And he just said, well, I guess we'll just see. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course he was. And but, but he's, not, he's not wrong. I mean this is, these are the most athletic, the quickest players in the world. And so uh, sometimes there's a little bit more of an adjustment. And I'd say, you know, if we're talking about 15, 20 years ago, it was a much bigger adjustment for some of these players yeah. coming overseas than it is now because like, the game overseas is a faster game. It's a, it's a more physical game so the adjustment isn't as large once they come over to the united states
0: not everyone needs to be the athletic physical guy though that. either All like right. there's a spot and a place and a role for someone like chanchar to come in and be just the utility guy that does the little things well, and the makes nuggets D are D the better. embodiment of that with Nikola exactly. Jokic,
1: right <laughs> yes yeah.
0: exactly exactly so uh, obviously chanchar had a great summer league Vando, again, like we mentioned, I, th- I think the next step for him, in my opinion, is is learning how to control his athleticism, his body control a little bit more, getting some touch around the rim. Yep. Um, we will get into a couple other details in a little bit, just with the offseason moves that were made while we were in Vegas as well. Where do you see Vando fitting in with this team come training camp and the season?
1: Yeah, I, I think they want to see more from him. You know, I, you know, so they, you got a little taste in summer league. Uh, he he really did become the leader of the team just in terms of production and who are you looking to to, to produce ended up being Jared Vanderbilt and so um, I think they want to see that now with the with the regulars yes. you know, so can you put that on the court uh, with the big-time players on a team? That figures to be one of the best teams in the NBA in the upcoming season now. We've seen him in you know, Spot duty last last year. I mean he it's not the first time he's hit an NBA court. He's yeah. hit that. And so we've been able to see him put some rebounding on the court in an NBA game. And so just continuing that, but again, showing more breadth in this game, more uh, being more dynamic out there on the court, being more effective out there on the court. Uh, and then we'll see in terms of, how they spot him in because every team needs rebounding and every team needs yeah, defense. And if he's gonna bring that then he'll get some time.
0: And then, look they're not expecting double doubles like right. like he had in summer league when he gets into some sort of rotation with the Nuggets. They're looking for growth, they're looking for little things like you just mentioned. Uh, but I, I expect him to get those opportunities as well for sure. Let's talk about Thomas Welsh. Yeah. What did you see from him? My
1: guy. <laughs> Dempsey's dude. I love Thomas Welsh from the moment that they drafted him. And then I really was able to dig into some of his film and then watched him in last year's Summer League. I, I I thought he was awesome last year. And then he was able to go to the G League and spend some time with the team as well on the two-way contract and then get back and play in the Summer League. Here's what I like about Thomas Walsh. So defensively, he's just really almost never out of position. Never. He's always talking. He's going to make himself big at the rim. Uh, he's a little bit better rim protector than you think. He's going to rebound the ball. He's going to do all the little things. He's going to hustle. And then the jump shot is, is is something that he'll pop in. He'll knock in a three that on pick you. pick and pop. Though. Yeah, absolutely. He'll do that. <laughs> and so I just love how he plays very heady basketball all the time. And you just need that, especially when you're looking for size. And I mean, this is yeah. a, you know this is a big young man. And so I just I've always loved him. I think he was just fine in the summer league. And then they'll get him in a training camp as well. And uh, we'll see if he, we'll see what his role ends up being.
0: I, I've said this on a couple of radio shows now, too, just talking about summer league in general. What stood out about him the most to me was the way he communicated. Mm-hmm. And especially defensively. Like, loud, constructive, uh, leadership tone of my guy's not going to get, my teammate is not going to get hit by a screen. I'm going to make sure that everybody's in the right spot. They know where they need to be. They know that I'm on the help side, there for them. Uh, just the, the the presence that he had on the floor to me. That's what stood out the most. Again, he's a little things guy too. So that's yeah. great screens, pick and pop. Is always in the right spot offensively and defensively. So smart, really yeah. high basketball IQ. I would love to see his passing develop a little bit more as well. And
1: he would too. And he's spoken to this. Um, he said, listen, I, I want to become a little bit more of a playmaker. And, and obviously the bigs in this system. You have to be you when be. Nicole Jokic yeah. is your example. Right, <laughs> right. And even when Mason Plumlee gets on the court, yeah, I mean, he's a guy who can distribute the ball yeah. as well. And so, I think what what Thomas has seen from those two guys is, okay, I have to step my game up in that area. And so, and he'll get the total opportunity to do that. It's just that what he's been able to do right now is what you have to be able to do as a young player that you can grow your game from where he is from where he is right now. Yeah. Um, who else?
0: Do want Brandon Goodwin. Let's chat about him for yeah. for, for a quick second. And it actually. Walk me through contractually what happened with him in Vegas with the Nuggets.
1: So what the Nuggets did was to rescind a qualifying offer. They originally extended a qualifying offer to him, which would yes. then have made him a restricted free agent, which means the Nuggets could have matched any offer that he got from another team. Well, then they rescinded that qualifying offer. So he is an unrestricted free agent. And Brandon Goodwin was, listen, when you're talking about production and scoring, yep. I mean, he had a fabulous summer league. And I, listen, I. In, in the G League, he, this guy proved that he could score, so we, we kind of knew that coming in yeah. to Summer League. Then his playmaking ability was really, really good as well. Played mostly mistake-free basketball defensively, was high energy on the defensive end as well. You know, the, the thing about the Nuggets at the point guard position is it's a tough position right now. Yeah. You know, you've got Jamal Murray and you've got Monte Morris and you've got Nikola Jokic who yep. basically plays a lot of a ball, you know, a point guardish duties. So non-traditional team, plus two players that they love at the position. And, you know, Brandon Goodwin will get his chance to make an impression probably somewhere in this
2: week.
0: He just had such a fantastic summer league and from a point, a true point guard yeah. standpoint, too, of like, I'm a leader on this floor. I'm getting guys in the right spot. The other just tough thing about this league and this industry is that the Nuggets can put in a year developing a guy. And if they have two guys that they've already invested in that they really like, all you can do is throw your hands up and be like, "We love you, dude. You've done everything we've possibly asked for you. We just don't have a spot for you right now." And you have to hope that he'll get a spot somewhere else.
1: Yeah, and I gotta believe that he will. I mean, uh, he proved—if if, if you didn't already know it before summer league—he absolutely proved that he is a player that should be, should be on somebody's roster uh, in this NBA. And uh, you know, Katie, it goes to your, to your one of your to your points. It goes to show you just how much talent is in this league. So true. I mean, Because Brandon Goodwin is a fantastic player, and he's now obviously fighting for his NBA uh, existence right now, and so um, it's a talented, talented league. Brandon Goodwin is the embodiment of players that are that good still trying to make the show starting to make And
0: good attitude, good character, you know what I mean? Like, he checks all the boxes. You would think that he could help out a team if it's not with the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, a disappointment to not see Michael Porter Jr. in
2: yeah.
0: Summer League. Everybody was kind of holding their breath on that one. It was like a sigh of, oh, how will this, it's not going to be as exciting. I think that the guys that we've talked about have made it, had made it a little bit more exciting for the Nuggets. But with MPJ, I mean, your your thoughts on, let's just clarify that the injury wasn't severe. Right. He's going to be ready for training yeah. camp. Obviously, there's been so much talk about who's he going to be, the hype around him, but mm-hmm. what are your thoughts right now on him?
1: Love me some MPJ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love I, me some Michael Porter Jr. I, I really
1: do. Um, you know, listen, he's, he's just got the total skill set. And so, if you're talking about shooting threes, he can knock those down to a very high level. If you're talking about putting the ball on the deck and getting to the rim, he can do that and finish with a dunk. Yeah. If you're talking about getting to a spot for a pull-up jump shot, he can do that too. I think he'll work on that a little bit more. If you're talking about rebounding the basketball, which I think a lot of people will be pleasantly surprised at how, yeah. how good a rebounder he turns out to be. And then obviously, defensively, he'll continue to grow on that uh, on that side of the ball. But from a player who can, whatever point in the future, make a significant impact on a basketball team, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's that guy. He's that dude. And for a Nuggets team in, in an NBA where Collecting big-time talent is what you have to do that's to be able to what, yeah, win. exactly. He is going to contribute in a big-time way to the Nuggets. I love him now. We'll just, I, I, you know, I don't want to set an expectation bar very, super high with him. Somebody said to me one time, what well, don't you think he could be rookie of the year? And I said, well, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'll have enough minutes to be able to I play. I know, it that's to, how I not, feel too.
0: Like. You're on a super talented right. roster. Are you going to get the opportunities that you would have on, say, a Phoenix Suns team, or right. you know what I mean? Um, like yeah, it's so going like to be completely Zion different.
1: Ja, they're exactly. all going to be playing, and Kobe White is going to be playing, and uh, Phoenix, and just these guys will be on the court all the time yep. in a way that I don't think will happen with necessarily with Michael Porter Jr. But he'll be he'll be a guy that will be a rotation guy. And then he'll grow from there.
0: You know what? I was listening to Sports Radio a couple days ago, and Rob Perez of the Action Network Worldwide WAB on Twitter was yeah. a guest, and he mentioned something that I have also felt pretty strongly about, and that's Michael Porter Jr. as like strictly the spot-up shooting guard that the Nuggets like need. Need. That's what they're looking for. A, a, a three-point shooter that is consistent and fantastic and yes they, they got some of that in Jeremy Grant I think yeah. too as another yes. shooting source yes. um, which we will get to in just a little bit but because the nugget system is so free-flowing and, and minimizes isolation in that way to throw in a guy and say all right we're putting all this pressure on you and you have all this expectation to just go to work and beat guys one-on-one and do these things that's not what Denver basketball is
1: no it's not you're right about that and it's it's, it's a team game it's a lot of movement and then being a lot of cutting and being able to just like catch and shoot catch and be at the rim move
0: off the ball yeah
1: absolutely so um you know there's i'm of two schools of thought here yep one you have to play that way if you play with the nuggets you have to that that's required yep. of the system and you still need especially in the playoffs playoffs this shows up in the playoffs all the time so the clock's shot clock's running down, two minutes to go. Fourth quarter, game seven, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, you need somebody to break down a defense for sure. Can you do that? He can do that, so yeah. he's gonna give you that skill set of breaking down the defender in front of him. He's gonna also be able to catch and shoot if that's exactly what you're requiring and of him in this
0: office. work off of Nicole Jokic, yeah. yeah. right? Like, how fun is that duo
1: gonna yeah. be?
0: And, and Jamal Murray bringing the ball from the floor, like. You know, you just sometimes need
1: people, guys who can just get you buckets. Yes. Can you get a bucket? You
0: know, I when mean, I need you to get a bucket, will you get that yeah, bucket? Yes, will mean, you get
1: said bucket? Right. I mean, we saw, I think of the Toronto Raptors. And that's actually a, a, an offensive system that really does share the ball in Toronto. A lot of guys touch the ball. A lot of guys have opportunities to score. But when it came down time to get a bucket, Quyde well, Leonard had the ball in his hand. And, and he got the and, bucket. And I mean, they just cleared out the way. Sure. Saying, All right. So just yeah. lead us to where we need to go. So you have to have that skill set in the NBA. He's got it.
0: Okay. This is a far-fetched question because obviously we haven't seen him play or anything yet, but are you willing to then take the ball out of Nikola Jokic's hands?
1: No. Well, no. So, you know so, what I mean? Like, yeah, Or but, is it
0: just two guys who are like, okay, we have two guys who can get right. buckets.
1: Well, you, you give the ball to Nikola Jokic and let him make the decision. <laughs> there it
0: is. Yeah, there's the right. That's the answer because I was looking they, for, yeah. too. Because yeah. he's
1: going to make the right decision no matter whether. If it's yeah. him shooting, nobody's going to be at saying he's at fault for doing that. Sure. If it's, hey, now I got Gary Harris open, now I got Michael Porter Jr. open, yeah. now I got Jamal Murray open. They uh, haven't even said anything about Jamal Murray, and I expect his game to jump up to a next level as well.
0: We all are hoping, yeah. fingers crossed, yeah. that the arrows are even more on target <laughs> uh, this following season. Let's talk about some of the moves that were made, yeah. because it was crazy in Vegas. Yep. Just sheer pandemonium at times. Oh, so, NBA in total. Yes, mm-hmm. in general, but we'll, we'll start with the Nuggets. Yep. Uh, them having a underrated Or quiet free agency, but they made a fantastic move—the right move for them. They acquired a player that uh, seemingly fits their system in the way that they want him to, in Jeremy Grant.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Love Jeremy Grant. I mean, so you were just talking about his spot-up shooting. He's just the kind of guy that boom, you're in the corner. Now, now he does two things. One. He can knock down the corner. He was one of the best corner three-point shooters in the NBA last year.
0: Around 40% from three entirely, correct? Yeah,
1: entirely, yes. Okay. And then when it was in the corners, that was closer to 70%. So it was like I'm sorry, guy, what?
0: It was closer to 70% to from three. From the corners. Okay.
1: So he was a very effective three-point shooter. You shoot your shooter. shot, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You shoot your shot. So when he's on the court, he's going to do one thing. It's a couple of things. One, he's going to give you another guy who can knock you in a three-point shot. But two, and I thought this started to uh, uh, be a detriment of the Nuggets as the playoffs went on. So the defense starts collapsing on Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Yes. They're just gonna like, we're gonna take these two guys, we're gonna load the defense up to there, and then we're just gonna take our chances with anybody else. And they won that battle because guys were not making shots at yep. the end. So Jeremy Grant gives you another guy that can knock in a shot. He also gives you a spacer. So you're not just gonna indiscriminately Yes. <laughs> load your defense up to those two guys, yep. knowing that this guy out here, especially in the corner, is a knockdown three-point shooter. So yeah. it's going to give Murray and Jokic a little more space to breathe in the middle of the court. They love that middle pick and roll. Yep. And so I, I think it's going to help in both respects. Then defensively, uh, as a help side defender, he's really, really good. Yep. Uh, and then as a switch on to anybody defender, he's really, really good. Let me That's just my say part. He played center for Oklahoma City just two seasons ago, and they had a massive amount of injuries but he was spotted in at center in some games for them too. So this is the kind of guy, versatility defensively yeah. they can give you.
0: That's my favorite part. That was my favorite part about acquiring him. Obviously the three point shooting is a phenomenal stat. And when everybody kept asking me, you know, who do you want the Nuggets to pick up in free agency or what type of player, Yeah. a shooter, they need one more shooter, This he can do that. But the defensive versatility, yeah. the ability to guard basically one through five. Yeah and uh, switch in a switching NBA at this point there's yeah. so many screens that take place he can switch on to anybody his athleticism in that regard as well is just only Lots. going to take the Nuggets to an entirely novel dunk city Dunk City I am here for a Malik Beasley Jeremy Grant <laughs> yes. dunk off yes. It's going to happen yes. we're going to have to make it happen in some respect I don't in think, the
1: game Think about think about this so if you if if you are attuned to the Monte Morris, Mason Plumlee lob, right? So so they get into this screen action, Mason rolls, and you just tag him, you're like, you're not going to get yeah. that lob. But you can get a lob in behind that to, to Jeremy Grant kind of cutting him off. Yeah, I mean, like, the possibilities are really endless in that respect. I think it's uh, it's really, really good. And as Katie just mentioned, like, the, the Nuggets offseason, from a free agency standpoint, that's what it was. Yes. And then signing, you know, they're inking some of their own guys. Yes and then it was drafting bowl bowl and so and then it was obviously now you're going to get Michael Porter Jr yeah. into the front and and i think this was interesting to me there was a there was a lot of well the nuggets need to make a move uh, you, are, are they going to be in with the Kawhi? are they going to be though? in with kd like, why are they, they, they going to move this and i just think that we've lived in that space in denver for so many years yeah. where the off season was all right now they got to find that star now they have to find this guy and They do not exist in that space anymore. But here's what was funny. So I got a lot of this traffic on Twitter, and I know you did too, which was, oh, man, the Utah Jazz have passed us up. Oh, man, this team has passed us up. That team has passed us up. So then, this is what happens. A few days ago, ESPN, or or a couple days ago, ESPN comes out with their rankings. Yep. And the Nuggets were number what? Two. Yeah. In the
0: entire NBA, (laughs) which means they were first in the West. Yeah. Just.
1: And and so I, I think... And I was talking to somebody about this, and I said, I I was very happy to see that because what it shows to Nuggets faithful is your team is really, really good still. It didn't have to go out and make a major move to still be a major player in the NBA. And the amount of experts and people out there that are, are mentioning the Nuggets as a top five team, it's pretty much universal. The Nuggets are still good. They didn't have to break the bank on anybody to be able to do that, and that's what's, I think it's a great place to, to, to be living in. It's right now.
0: so refreshing, too, that the national media are still paying attention to Denver. Yeah. Let's get into some of those crazy moves that were made just for a second here, yeah. too, because in the grand scheme of things, everything that happened, Kawhi to the Clippers, Paul George to the Clippers, obviously Anthony Davis going to the Lakers, LA is going to be a basketball powerhouse now, New Orleans, how are they going to develop that talent, Utah, all the moves that were made in Utah, the fact that Denver is still at the top of that list, it's something to be very excited about, and it's a credit to the the development, to the front office, to the process, all of that, like this is all paid off to get to this point and they're getting the respect that they deserve to an extent.
1: Yeah, to uh, to an extent. I mean, obviously there's the LeBron is awesome, Anthony Davis is awesome, they're gonna win crowd. Uh, There's the Kawhi and Paul George added to that is gonna make them a contender and it will. Uh, But the beauty of it is that nobody has kind of lost sight of, okay, the the Nuggets were, I don't know what, a couple of minutes away from being in the the Western Conference Finals. They're bringing back a team that has an All-NBA player on it, that has players around that All-NBA player still growing into into whatever power they're going to be here in the next couple of seasons, and they're big time talents. And then on top of that, you're adding in a guy who just two years ago was the McDonald's All-American MVP, a guy who last year was the highest recruit Oregon ever had in the school's history, and he is now on your roster. And so the talent collection that the Nuggets have been able to accumulate and the way they've been able to do it, which has just been through the draft and taking their shot and, and developing players, has been exactly. I mean, if the Nuggets win a title, watch how quickly the NBA flips in terms of. Win the Nuggets. Yeah, that's <laughs> Nuggets Win the Nuggets. Watch how quick the league flips in terms of its attitudes on. It drafting and developing and drafting and Completely. developing and we're seeing some of that in some of these places but still universally that everybody yeah. wants a star but a team like the Nuggets winning will change that, those attitudes for good.
0: So that leads me to my next question for you and there's been a lot of conversation about this just with the league in general is like are we witnessing a new NBA right now, in terms of guys deciding where they want to play, of free agency being a completely different landscape? Yeah. Are we seeing this giant shift, and are the Nuggets the outlier?
1: They are kind of an outlier. And, and any team that is, that's been very difficult for them to get free agents, you know, in in, in in droves over the years. They
0: have to be because they're a mid-major market. Yeah, I mean, in, yeah, I in mean, some way. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I think some of that will change too as, as these players continue to be more savvy about, okay, I want to be in this organization, yeah. I want to play with this guy, yeah. that kind of stuff. I think that'll change a little bit, but even take the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, that's a team that is drafting its way back to wherever it's going to be. Sure. It's at, Trey Young, it's got John Collins, they did, they moved up and got another guy. This, so there are some teams that you just have to do that. The Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant, Jaren yeah. Jackson Jr. last year, Brandon Clark, who was the MVP of the Summer League. Some of these teams are seeing the benefits of that. New Orleans is seeing the benefits of that. They had yeah. one player leave, but they got another one, and, and Zion Williamson. So, But, but to, to answer your question, yeah. The, this is exactly the so these, these players, they grow up together, they play on all these teams together. They might play in college at some point together. Or not. Um, but they're friends for many, many We're jamming. years. We're jamming we are damn here. Jamming here.
2: Yeah. They're, time. they're
1: definitely friends for many years and they want to play alongside each other. And I just think that two-year contracts are gonna be the norm. These guys getting it figured out to play together is gonna to be the norm and that's just the way it's gonna be.
0: All right, my final question for you before we bring in a fan, because we're here at the View House, we wanna engage in the Nuggets nation. Yeah. Um, give me your top eight Western Conference teams. You don't have to give them in an order, but what are, who are the eight teams that are gonna make the Yeah, that's playoffs? a good question.
1: So Nuggets, uh, Clippers, uh, Houston Rockets, LA Lakers, Golden State Warriors.
0: They were fifth. Just <laughs> fifth on the list of names that have definitely remembered. They in the sure West. are.
1: Utah Jazz. I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to be in the playoffs. And that's a team that really um, nobody's talking about. But Goran Dragic and the Unicorn yep. added on to Luka Doncic. Yep. With Rick Carlisle in that system, I think is going to be really great. Um, that's seven. And... I'm missing a Portland. team Portland Trailblazers yeah. will definitely be in the playoffs. I think so. Yeah.
0: So no New Orleans? Uh, not yet. Not yeah. not yet
1: with the New Orleans Pelicans, not yet.
0: And you think the Rockets are going to be great with Russell, Russell Westbrook
1: and James Harden? Well, I think they'll be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> I, I, I don't think they TBD on yeah, yeah,
0: the yeah. ranking.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I think they'll yeah. make it because I, that system and those two players will get yeah. them there. I don't know how sustainable that is in yeah. terms of making your way through the playoffs into yeah. an NBA Finals.
0: All right, we're gonna bring in our guests now. All
1: right, let's with, do it.
0: With all of that being yes. said. Wait, wait, hold on.
1: What are your top eight teams?
0: The same as yours. Okay. The War- Nuggets, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers, Portland, Houston, Utah.
1: Yeah. Who am I forgetting? Um, I don't know. Dallas
0: I'm gonna go with New Orleans
1: New Orleans all right
0: I think New Orleans makes it okay come on in come on in yep perfect we are joined now by longtime Nuggets fan Charlie Charlie how long have you been a Nuggets fan for
2: since 2003
0: 2003 and what do you think of this event here at View House this Nuggets caravan
2: a lot of people Lots of fans, enjoyment, a lot of stuff, good stuff.
0: <laughs> a lot of good stuff is right. Well, we are actually going to hand the microphone over to you now, and you can ask Chris Dempsey and myself whatever questions you want about the Nuggets upcoming season. We'll give you four.
2: Yes, ma'am. Will Bolo get some time in October, Begin in October? Can
1: you go? Yes. There you go. Yep. Um... Yes, he will. (laughs) Yes, he will. Um, You know, I I think for the Nuggets, what they wanted to do is kind of get him conditioning wise where they need to get him, um, get him introduced to the system and all his teammates and the coaching staff and all that. And I I think they're really excited about what Bowl Bowl can bring uh, to this team from a skill set standpoint. It's There's not been a ton of talk about him, especially not nationwide, but I I think quietly they're super excited about him.
0: And I think there are whispers about him. When you see him walk into a gym, it's like, oh, there's Bobo. We forgot that he could potentially be on this Nuggets team. What does he bring? And like Demp said, the entire staff is very excited just working out with him, seeing what he can do. He... Is a very unique talent with what he brings to the floor. He is a great shooter. He's so tall, just can do a variety of things. So we are very excited to see him within this Nuggets team. Plus, he's a giant SpongeBob fan. So what more could you want? I mean, we can talk about basketball. We can talk about SpongeBob. The a SpongeBob
2: fan.
0: yes, amazing, amazing.
2: Definitely a SpongeBob fan. <laughs> yes. Question number two. Yeah. What would Jeremy Grant bring to the team?
0: We talked a little bit about this earlier on our podcast. Both of us very excited about Jeremy Grant being picked up by the Nuggets and and making that happen for this team. I think defensive versatility is the main thing for me. I'm super excited about him being able to switch in pick-and-roll situations, guard really one through four, Uh, very athletic. I think that he's just going to bring the Nuggets defense to a whole new level. I'll let Dempsey talk a little bit about offensively what he will bring.
1: Yeah, and and for me, offensively, the ability to really knock down a three-point shot, really space the court uh, out for uh, the guys running pick and roll in the middle, Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, I think is going to be a big deal. And then just another threat out there to knock in a three. When you throw the ball out there, you can reasonably expect that that shot is going in, and I think that that's really, really good. And to... Also to speak to um, Katie's defensive point, when you look especially in the Western Conference and you're talking about the guards every single night and not just one, <laughs> but Kawhi and Paul George, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, like that list goes on and on and on and you need as many long, lengthy defenders as you can get and she's, uh, absolutely that is, hit the nail right on the head defensively he's going to be great. but as a three-point shooter, as a guy who can space the court, as a lob threat, I was just gonna say, as a lob threat. Lob yes, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Lob, I mean, is this going to be more, Lob City 2? Sure. Is that, is that what we're going to call I think we should just call it that. Mile High Lob City? Mile High Lob. <laughs> <laughs> Question number
2: three. I got two more. OK. What's Coach Malone's mindset beginning beginning of the season?
1: That's a good question. I I think for him it's probably going to have to be managing national expectations (laughs) for this basketball team. I mean you're talking about pretty much most people if you ask them about the Nuggets will say this is one of the top four teams in the West. If not better, this is a a team that will contend to get into not just a Western Conference Finals but to an NBA Finals and okay so how does your team deal with that going into into the basketball season. And so for Coach Malone it's it's like a two-part thing embracing the challenge not letting the challenge overwhelm you overwhelm you this is a pretty tough-minded basketball team so I probably I'm not really necessarily worried about that but from a coaching staff they're gonna have to to me that would be his mindset one of them at least coming into the season
0: he said this in his closing remarks from last season and I'm, I think that this is just gonna be his continuing mentality is to not be satisfied the Nuggets exceeded so many expectations with the way that they performed last season, and now it's like, okay, what can they be doing to take one step further? What little details can they sharpen up? How can they get one step better defensively? How can they be a little bit more consistently offensively? And then I think this is no longer a young team. We can't use that narrative anymore. This team is experienced. They have playoff experience. Those young guys are developing into you know, young men, men in this league that are confident, assertive, straight-up veterans now. They're going to be referred to as veterans. So I think Coach Malone holding those guys to that standard as well and knowing, look, this is your guys' team. You need to play like it's your team.
2: These coaches are you? I guarantee it. Yeah. One <laughs> yeah. more. One more. One more question. Will Jamal Miller really get 50 points this year?
1: Yes. <laughs> there is no doubt. There's no doubt. Now, you know what? Here's what you love about Jamal Murray is his ability just to have an enormous game just erupt out of whatever. I mean, does he have to score 30 and a half? Yeah, he can do that. Can he just start on fire? Yeah. Can he just start on fire from the beginning of the game? Yes. Is he going to knock in six, seven, eight three-pointers? He can do that. He can (laughs) do that. He sure can. I'm going all in on yes for a 50-point game this season from Jamal Murray.
0: I'm going to give you a little bit of an abstract answer here. I will give up the 150 point game if I can get like 20 and 10. 18 and 8 from him all season long. If he can put a, a more consistent game on the floor every single night where we can get, you know, double digit scoring close to double digit assists every night from Jamal, that would be enough for me. I don't need the 50 point game even though we know that the Blue Arrow is more than capable of putting that up charlie thank you for joining us on the 24k podcast great questions
2: guys thank you much thank you much. my prediction for jamal murray and the joker the joker will get 22 10 and 8 and jamal murray 25 and 5.
0: all right love it you heard it here first folks that wraps up another edition of the 24k pod we are live from view house in centennial this is on the nuggets caravan We will be back on the next stop of the Nuggets Caravan coming up. Thanks for joining us. Another episode in the books. We out.